like to use is extra. Do you know her sign? Franzi, I would drink today. I low-key think I'm kind of psychic. It's like, am I psychic or am I an empath? Long-distance friendships, social media. Are we going to like each other? Like, what's this going to be? Uh, how's it starting? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> friends you are listening to no filter friendship with jen and Haley. i'm jen gregorio and i'm Haley mcnutt and together we're two friends who talk too much welcome back to the podcast everybody welcome back to the podcast <laughs> tgif y'all we have a special guest with us special in, guest alert in the zoom studio today the studio if you will um, oh, I like that. Right? Thank real. you. Thank you. I just that's came good, up with it just good. now. Um, yeah, we are being joined by friend of the pod and friend of both Jen and I, yes. Emily Rooker. Pew, pew, pew. Say hi, Emily. <laughs> hi. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, some of you may be familiar with her voice because, yes, that is Emily Rooker singing the No Filter Friendship theme song. Sure. That's right. Yes. The song that gets stuck in your head every time you listen to this podcast. Correct. <laughs> you can blame her for that. <laughs> yes. Emily is the best. She not only did the theme song, but she also has been a friend of ours for many years. We met many. back in the day in college in our acapella group that we've mentioned many times. Cordially Wait. yours. Wait, Haley, you were in acapella? Wait, Jen, you sing? Wait. Wait. Never heard no, of it. No, couldn't be me. Couldn't be Who me. Are you? Nah. <laughs> but welcome, Emily. We're so thrilled to have you on. Thank How are you? you? I'm so glad to be here. It's been a little bit of a chaotic day around mm -hmm. the referred to zoo that I live in. Um, but I'm really happy to be here with you guys. So it's all good. <laughs> What's happening today? We, I mean, Haley and I are familiar, but tell the listeners about your day. Okay, because yeah, we want to hilarious. <laughs> Dear listeners, it's not funny to me, but. <laughs> So sorry that we're laughing at your chaos. My trauma. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, here's what happened. Let's start. Let's roll back to two weeks ago. My family oh my moved to Chicago. They have three cats. One of them was an outside cat, and they were like, we can't bring it to Chicago because it'll die Damn. in the cold. Oh, yeah. It'll freeze to death up there. Right. So... Because I'm an animal lover slash idiot, mm -hmm. I was like, sure, <laughs> I will take the cat. And I have three dogs already that are mine. And we have another cat who I got from my <laughs> grandfather when he unfortunately passed away. So let's just say right. my ideal number of cats is zero. But I already have one cat because of a, a fucking <laughs> obligation to someone right. I love. You inherited a cat. <laughs> yeah, I inherited a cat. So now I have two cats. Okay, great. Love it. Just kidding. I hate <laughs> two it. Two more than the amount that you wanted, but okay. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so yesterday, my husband Nate and I were on a date in the park. Cute. cute. Very cute. We're pretty cute. <laughs> but it got ruined, so. Oh, <laughs> nice. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, pretty sick. So the date got ruined because 
this little dog like ran in front of our car and I was like, oh, look, we had just gotten there. We hadn't even gotten out of the car to start the date. Like we literally just pulled up. So the dog runs in front of the car and I'm like, oh, cute, a dog. And then I was like, oh, that's a stray dog. Okay, cool, cool. And Nate was like, I'm just going to honk at it so it leaves. I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I'll just get out of the car and like see what's up. Yeah. So the dog is super nice. It's like jumping all over me. I was like, oh, love you. Mm -hmm. You're so cute. You must be someone's dog. So we like walk all around the park. We're asking all these random people, hey, is this your dog? They're all like, get away from me. I was like, we can't leave this dog oh here. Are you God. crazy? It's going to die. It's going to oh, be hit no. by a car. I was like, Nate, you don't care about animals and started crying. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Wow, this day is really derailing. After I completely insulted him, we put the dog in the car. <laughs> and he was like, well, now I have of to course. take this dog right. home. <laughs> Obligated. Correct. So we're like trying to find the owner. We can't find the owner. So we just took it home. So let's, how many animals is that in my house? Oh, yeah, six. 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 Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Cute. Cute, 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 cute. Really cool. Really awesome. Love oh having six animals in my house. We've got it under control. We had some friends over last night. I was like, welcome to the zoo. It's awesome here. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We wake up this morning. My parents are moving, like, moving today. So we oh, were obligated shit. to right. go help them, like, pack up the rest of their stuff. When we pulled up to my <laughs> parents' house, outside of their house is, like, a light pole with a sign that's, like, missing cat. <gasps> da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's my, that's my cat. <gasps> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop it. Wait, you stole someone's cat. It was my parents' cat. Well, well, they thought, but apparently it wasn't. Wait, what? Literally. So this is the cat, my parents' cat, that I think I've just adopted. Okay? <laughs> so... I don't want this cat. I already have a cat. I don't remember. Right. I've already you said, already have one more cat than you wanted. Correct. Right. I want to have how many? Zero cats. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. So anyway, we're delighted to see this because I'm like, oh my God, she has a home. <laughs> You're like, incredible. We have an out. Like, this is exactly what She I has wanted. a home yeah. and it's not my home. Right. Thank fucking God. Thank <laughs> the sweet Lord in heaven. <laughs> she has a place she's been living. Oh so I God. called these people. I was like, hello. Um, I left a voicemail. Hello, this is Emily. Uh, I have your cat. I know her as Primrose because my parents adopted her from the Humane Society. Um, she was an outside cat, so clearly she just had two homes. Anyway, I'm happy to give her back to you, so give me a call. <laughs> wow. Crazy. I did drop her off today with this lovely family. Okay, they had two young beautiful. kids who were like, oh, so happy to see the cat. I was like, yes, she's going to have a good life. Happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> love that. <laughs> love that. Love that for them. Love that for me. Love yes, that for the love cat. Love that journey for Primrose. Were you like, hey, I also have this <laughs> random dog. Are you interested? <laughs> you want him? You're like, well, I'm here. Yeah. Nate was calling like every shelter, <laughs> every vet in the Memphis area oh being like, God. is anyone looking for this dog? So the Humane Society called him back and they were like, thank you so much for taking care of this dog. We normally don't take in dogs, but we can adopt him out really fast because he's a puppy. So yeah, if you can that's so true. Him, yeah. So like, if you can drive him up here before three, you know, we'll take care of it. So that's why we were scurrying around. 
packing boxes, <laughs> texting you guys, texting Judy across the street, calling the Humane Society. Wow. Oh, wow. So my it's God. Been quite a day. Quite yeah, you had a bit on your plate, day. some would say. That's, some would say. <laughs> that's a saga, dude. Well, I'm glad that you now are back to four animals. Same. Yeah. That's significantly <laughs> less chaotic. Yeah. I mean, still pretty chaotic, but significantly less than six. Yes, Girl. Yeah. The message is be a friend to animals, but not at the expense of your own sanity. <laughs> yes. Some people have like that kind of face where people look at them and they think, I can trust you. It's the I feel like face. you have the beacon face, but for pets as well. It's like, also animals for just see you. <laughs> right, exactly. You have it for everything. But I think animals just see you and they're like, this woman will protect me. I can Correct. come to her. They're like, Mom? That's <laughs> 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 like, my new mom. Okay. <laughs> The beacon face is real. It's people, too. Like, the things that yeah. people tell me when we've just Girl, met same. in the grocery store, I'm like, uh, okay, hope everything works <laughs> out with your mom. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, girl. I feel like a lot of people are like, I don't know. Do I have a beacon face? I oh, can't tell. Because I had just recently had an experience where I was going to get blood drawn and this woman literally all she was doing was just checking me in and like getting my insurance information and while she was checking me in she told me about her boyfriend she told me about how she hated working in that setting and how the building office was messed up and all this shit and I was just sitting there like what is happening? <laughs> Why? And I, you know, especially now when we're like all wearing masks, you have to just keep on like nodding your head like, right. wow, uh-huh, wow. Like, <laughs> It's so funny that you bring that up because that happened to me yesterday. Really? I went to the grocery store with my grandma and we were checking out and this guy, I feel like he was like low-key trying to hit on my grandma and I was like, mm, get it, Gina, get it, let's Gina. fucking go. <laughs> this guy was like, I walked over and this guy was like, chatting her up and I was like hello <laughs> can I help you stranger can you get six feet away from my 89 year old grandmother oh please God. in the middle of a pandemic and uh, I mean she's vaccinated but still but still and then he starts talking about his sons he has two sons oh one's God. one's a doctor in Chicago he has two grandchildren named Brady he showed me a photo on his flip phone I'm like sir classic sir, face I didn't ask for this. Oh, my God. I didn't ask for this. And then we're, we're walking out of the store. My grandma's like, Jenny, you're too good. You're too good, Jenny. You're too good. And I'm like, I know. I know. I it's it. so like, That's real. The problem. You listen to anyone. You listen to me. You listen to that random man. You, you're too good. And I'm like, thank you, Jima. Dude, I am, in fact, too honestly, good. I wonder if, can you also just have Beacon voice? Because I one time had somebody call Hillel when I worked at BU. And it was a woman who was calling me to ask about, like, I don't know, her donation or some shit. And partway through the conversation, she starts telling me about her grandson, who's a doctor in New York, and how he she wants to set him up with a nice Jewish girl. She assumed I was Jewish because I worked at Hillel, but yes, obviously yes. fully was not. And she was telling me all about him and all his success and how he was doing so well in school. And I was like, again, what is happening? Like, how did I end up in this position? I almost feel like it's a vibe. I was going to say, it it's like vegan vibes. It it's something you give off. It really is. I don't know how to stop it. You can't. I'd like to stop it. It's your personality it. because even though like we're annoyed by it, like we don't stop it. We're never like, no. I know. We just happened to me the other day in the grocery store and Nate was like, you kept that conversation going 
so much longer than I would have. Yep. So it's the, it's the vibe of like patience yeah. and yeah. genuine yes. interest, even though right. you're like, oh, no, yes. I have stuff to do. Like, I am interested. You right. want to go, We're like but you can't. Right. And that's the problem. Exactly. Yes. The beacon overfloweth. It just comes mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Should we um, fill the listeners in on like us yeah. and what and who we are together we as friends? <laughs> I think we should definitely beautiful. Be. I, think we should. I think we should. Well, what year was it? It was two thousand thirteen. Yeah, same year. Okay. Yes, yes, of course. When we all met and became friends. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously in our acapella group, Cordially Yours, at Boston University. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it again. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. We <laughs> love to sing. We make music with our mouths. Um, but yeah, actually, Emily, we talked about you in our initial episode when we talked about how Jen and I became friends because we mentioned how you were like one of the coolest people we'd ever seen before. Yes. And we were both like, holy shit, this human, how is this person real? And also... They want they want to be friends with me. That's that so crazy. Mm-hmm. confusing. Yeah, very confusing. Very, very very confusing. That's like <laughs> so crazy because I think you guys know now, but I was like a fucking fucked mess in college. Like <laughs> oh, I was just like running around like a tornado of like sadness and chaos. And yeah. so that anyone looked at that and was like, that's cool is honestly like insane to me. But I really appreciate it. <laughs> I think what it is though is it's your confidence. Like even though yeah. you well, okay, fair. So you might not think that you were confident, but you give you off a confidence. confidence. Yes. yes. That like well. even though it might be chaos, you're like, I can fucking handle it. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be fine. And like we totally bought into it. We were like, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's we knows what the fuck she's really doing. Subscribed. <laughs> we subscribed to it. We did. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I a lot of my best memories of people with chords is actually like after I left college and like mm. got to go to therapy and mm. like become a person who was stable <laughs> a beautiful thing yeah so we love mental stability yeah, we, I really do love it thank god like yeah. I feel like Haley when you and I like really bonded was that trip to Nashville that you took oh yeah and my senior year mm-hmm. yeah I just I was I remember being really confused because college was like a really weird time it sucked Basically, yeah. that's all there is to that. And I remember you and Liana came, and you were, like, so loving towards me. And I was like, what did I ever do to deserve this What was this I supposed love? to spit on you? Like, oh, no. I was just – it was more like I was surprised at how close of a bond I could feel with people who I – I guess, okay, the, with trauma, it, like, wipes your memory. So I don't have a Absolutely. lot of, like, memories from college. And right. so it was kind of like – you wake up from this like amnesia coma and there's like mm-hmm. all these people that you're like, I feel really bonded to them. Like, I don't know how it happened, but right. it yes. did happen. And that's like so 
magical and I'm so thankful yes. that like this is the deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I feel like that's like when my world like snaps back into place. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so yeah. How interesting because I I mean obviously I wasn't going through the trauma that you were going through when you were in Boston. But because I was present for you know, all the times that we were together and I do remember them. Like I remember so many instances where we were just like chatting and hanging out and like when we Same. went over to your apartment and had dinner and you what? had those mice. Oh my fucking God, that mouse oh infestation. My God. See, that is like gone from my brain. Like I know that. I wow. Like if there's a more clear sign like from God or whoever, like yeah. get the fuck mm-hmm. out. It's mice running rampant in all your shit. That's when you're like, okay, bye. I really tried this. Gotta go. (laughs) The universe is telling me it's time to go. It's absolutely true. It's so true. It's over. Chance is over. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It was just so wild. Wow. It was trash from year one to year three, but it's okay. I survived. And, uh, I do actually I wanted to say I remember Jen that you were like always really patient and gracious with me because I was going through a lot of stuff and some people in chords I'm not going to name any names but they weren't super like down with me. Well, I was super down with you. Just, I know. You I were. I was super down. down. I still am. Super down. <laughs> I don't have any issues with any of those people because they were just like this chaotic like unreliable person yeah. is annoying me mm-hmm. and I get that um, I was like I would like to be this chaotic <laughs> right. person I wish I was more chaotic and unreliable yeah. yeah but all that to say I understand where they were coming from but more than that like you don't even know the gift that both of you gave me to just be patient be understanding just like ride the chaotic ass waves because Hell yeah. I was going through some shit and a yeah, lot dude. of people just could not couldn't deal with me at all which yeah. that's fine I mean have your boundaries boo but it's really yeah. nice that you guys were like it's fine <laughs> <laughs> this is like kind of therapeutic right now what's happening like whoops sorry that we're recording and people will hear this um, this is actually just a therapy session right. and we're just gonna put it out into the universe right. it's fine that's kind of how I am anyway but uh yeah do you remember anything about your friendships in Boston and then like how they changed after you moved sort of yeah like the one person who really stands out is Emma. Um, yeah. yeah. Who was in chords with us and was a guest on the pod. Yes, she oh, yeah. was. Back in the day. <laughs> Murder of Gemini way, way is the episode if you want to listen to that. <laughs> but yeah, Emma was just, we were kind of going through the similar thing where people had like mm-hmm. all these ideas about us, who we were, like what we were about. There was always this perception of like, I think me as like this party person like sort of Mm, like a mm -hmm. down to like rage which I was but there was also a lot more like to me than that yeah of course so we've talked about like feeling like people have kind of a surface level understanding of us but with each other we Mm. felt like we could understand on a little bit of a deeper level because whether you feel confident or not 
when people have the perception of you that you're confident, they can assume that like nothing's wrong or that like mm, absolutely that you don't need support, that you don't need to be checked in, that you're not yep. like sensitive or emotional or, or struggling, that, like, struggling yeah. or things that things hurt you, like the things that people say yep. do hurt you. So I feel like I mean people checked in with me, but I don't think that a lot of people realize like how deep the struggle was and just how much I was hurting at that time. But Emma and I were kind of able to share that and share that like duality of people's perception of us versus like Mm. what was real. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because now like talking with people like you guys who really did know me and care about me, you actually understood a lot more than what I thought you did or like than Mm. what I gave people credit for. Like they Mm -hmm. did notice me. They did care about me. Right. So I don't know. That is a long winded way of saying (laughs) Emma. (laughs) And uh, I had a roommate, Kate, who was really important to me. I love Kate. So yeah, those are two people that kind of stand out. Yeah. But I had a lot of good friendships and I think like I was saying earlier, coming out of the fog and feeling that bond, even if you can't remember mm-hmm. like specific memories, yeah. is proof of that. Like I had right. a lot of deep friendships with other chords mm-hmm. that were kind of like revealed to me after I left the fog, which is a very weird experience, but I'm That's really so wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really lucky. I mean, and I felt totally like alone for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's really been like very emotional for me to realize like in a retrospect, you weren't alone. What the fuck? Like, why did you think that? Like there were so many people who would have rallied you, but I think or rallied with you. But I think when you're just so deep and just life keeps being like, "Ah, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) It can be hard to like see, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees basically. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Oh so, my like, god, whole new meaning on that shit. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Too true. Too true. So, yeah. I do think, like personally, I do think that I probably wasn't as aware to how much you were struggling until yeah, probably closer to the end of. When you were in Boston, like, I think it was really that last, like, five, six months before you left. The more that you kept talking about how you needed to leave, the more I was like, okay, she needs to leave. You left Boston, like, right after my 21st birthday. Yeah, that was, like, the last outing that I had was your 21st birthday. And we did Oh, my God. Yeah, at Wild Rover. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Obviously, I had my 21st birthday at Wild Rover. Obviously. And I, like, remember saying goodbye to you, and I was so drunk, obviously, because it was my 21st birthday. Yeah, Yeah. classic. And I was, like, sobbing. Like, uncontrollably sobbing. Yeah. I mean, it really sucked. Like, I didn't graduate college. Right now, I'm trying to finish my undergraduate degree. Hell yeah. Uh, which, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Like, Props you can always you, turn it around, you know. If you're listening to this, you can turn it around, girl. <laughs> this is your sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's actually crazy to even hear you say, Haley, like, oh, yeah, you were talking about leaving because I don't even remember that. Like, it's all, like... This yeah. fog of blur. And people didn't know, A, because we were kids. I mean, we were like 18, 19, 20 years old mm-hmm. yeah, to be right. going through a lot of really heavy shit that was happening in my life that mm-hmm. I didn't know how to deal with. So yeah, how was yeah. any of you guys supposed to know how to deal with that either? And I grew up 
with the attitude of very much like you have to pretend to be okay. You have to like yep. put on a face and just be like, I'm yeah. fine. I've got it handled. So I didn't ask for help, like really the whole time. To that same end, obviously you talked about Emma and how the two of you were like life rafts for each other in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're and still you friends. Still are. Yeah, you definitely still are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just with her last weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. Well, it's so perfect that you guys live near each other again it's now, It's really too. nice. I mean, do you ever feel like in your life, there's people who, like, will just ride or die for you, and then there's people who, yes. like, say that they're your friend, but they're not, like, fully rooting for you, or there's, like, yeah. if you succeed, they're, like, maybe jealous of you, and you can, like, feel yep. that energy yeah. of, like, you aren't, like with me till the wheels fall off you're just kind of like okay (laughs) and I'm like (laughs) 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 so I felt that from a lot of people in my life never you guys ever which is awesome but especially thank you for clarifying (laughs) no there's people in my life who I can tell I'm like you don't really want me to succeed I can feel that but Emma I know like she's She's, like, with it, you know? There's nothing in her that's, like, a part of me kind of hopes, like, that you fall apart. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Right. Which you need. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Definitely. You need that unconditional love and support. Absolutely. Everybody needs that. Yeah. Wow. Sorry to make your podcast so depressing. Is this good? Oh, my God. No, it's beautiful. (laughs) This is, no, this is perfect. We we need the vulnerability and the honesty. And obviously. Honestly, that's very true. Yeah. You bring that in spades. Got you. (laughs) Do you feel like in general, you just don't have a lot of friends from that time period in your life now? Like it's just a very small group because of everything you were going through? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's people who I love and who I have a lot of love for and who I know love me, but it's hard to have like a sustaining bond out of like, oh, I don't like really remember anything that was like going on. So not really. And actually listening to your podcast, I realized about myself, like I keep a very small like group of people like extremely Mm. close to me and I like invest very deeply in a small like number of people yeah and basically like if i decide like we're friends that shit is like it's locked you're not gonna get rid of me we're gonna work through arguments we're gonna support each right. other it's all gonna yeah. be good and i literally will tell people when i meet them now like i wasn't really doing this in college like oh i like you let's be friends <laughs> like nice. let's Let's get into this. Um, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that, I think that's just kind of how I am. I mean, I love a lot of people, but to have, like, a deep relationship, I think, just takes, like, so much work that it's hard yeah, for girl. me to feel like I have a lot of people like that. Um, so, I don't have a ton of friends from that time, but I have a ton of people who I love and who I think, you know, are rooting for me. So, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. Yes. <laughs> That makes sense. I mean, it's interesting you say that you don't think that you have a lot of people who you keep, like, in that very tight inner circle. Because I feel like from the outside looking in on you and your friendships, I would think you have a lot of people who you keep on that inner close level. That's what Nate says. More than you think, probably. Yeah. Because Nate is like, so we're all extroverts here. 
So mm, I think yes. my idea of a lot is like right. 50. 100. <laughs> and Nate's like, I have four friends. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> because I probably have like 20 people who I keep in that like yeah. upper echelon, yeah. including you guys. Like, I'll text you yeah. and check right. what's going on. How, yes. how are you feeling about what's going on in life? Like, yeah. try right. to write dates down that I know are coming up and like check in around right. them but yeah. yeah Nate's like bitch I have four friends and I don't <laughs> even talk to them that much so what are you talking about Nate is fully <laughs> fucking lying he has more than four friends he does. Four I mean, that's an exaggeration <laughs> <laughs> Nate also oh drags God. me a lot which I need <laughs> Fair. You gotta so have Steven. that check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody's gotta keep us in line. It's true. <laughs> well, speaking of Nate, actually, I vividly remember my 21st birthday. Was there. We were in your apartment that you were moving out of, mm-hmm. and we were very drunk. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. We were unwell. <laughs> and that was the first time that I had ever, I think it was the first time that I had ever seen you really like, comfortable oh. and like oh my god but that's okay well i know it. this is the vibe it's today. Fine. I know. It's, fine. it's so weird because i remember it so vividly i remember you being like it's because i trust nate so much and i don't have anybody in boston that i trust like i trust nate mm-hmm. who was your best friend mm-hmm. you were not dating you were not anything mm-hmm. and i was like that is First of all, fucking beautiful. Yeah. Second of all, marry this man. Third of all, check check. Uh, I'm literally yeah. right here, rude. But also, I get it. You know, what I mean? like I, I had so many emotions when you said that. But it was so beautiful, and that was, I think, the first time that you guys like hooked up oh, or yeah. like decided that well, you were like, oh yeah. Well, okay. Well, we hooked up before that, but that was like the turning point of like, let's do it. Yeah. For yes. And why I said that, what I meant by that, because I trust you guys. I'm sure I trusted you then. This is how Nate has always been. We've known each other since we were 12, literally, since fifth grade. Insane. I know. It's crazy. That's some Joey Potter, (laughs) Dawson Leary shit. Honestly. Don't understand that reference, but yes. I'm watching Dawson's Dawson's Creek Creek right now. That's why. (laughs) Nice, nice. Uh, Yeah, we've known each other since we were 12. We became friends in high school, but... From the time that we were friends, it's just, like, the way that he loves me and cares about me is completely without any reservations. Mm. Like, and he's known me since I was a child. Like, I don't have any secrets from this man. There's nothing. As I learn about myself, obviously, I tell him and he learns about me, too. But And that's, like, so amazing to feel, like, that loved by someone that it's honestly, like sometimes in the beginning was upsetting because I was like, there's no chance that I deserve to be loved like this. (laughs) Zero percent chance. Disagree. Absolutely wrong, but okay. (laughs) But that's just how he is. So that's what I meant. It's like, there's nothing I can do. Right. I mean, short of like murdering someone that would make him like Mm. not love and care about me. And that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty fucking sick. They just texted me, it depends on who you murder. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Nate, stop listening. Nate's downstairs. (laughs) Nate, come through. That's fucking hilarious. 
yeah, I'm sure you could probably murder some people and he'd be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he'd be like, good job, babe. <laughs> no, I do really very vividly remember when you first told us about him. Because I remember you saying like, yeah, like we've been best friends for like ever, like my whole fucking life. And he was studying abroad mm-hmm. at the time in, was it Prague? Mm, how do you remember this stuff? <laughs> I just like I literally how the fuck yes that's all correct because I remember you saying that you had been friends for a really long time and you were like yeah I think I just want to be with him like I think I just love him and I just want to hook up with him and I want him to come home and you were like so excited for him to come home and this was also like during the time when you were saying like yeah I need to leave and it was like lining up perfectly you were like Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna leave and he's gonna come back and we're just gonna be together and it's just gonna happen it'll be fine that's pretty (laughs) much exactly what happened i mean thanksgiving before we were like hanging out and i was like drinking wine in his car which is not legal to do where we were but don't arrest me um (laughs) this is not a confession and yeah i was allegedly drinking wine in his car allegedly Allegedly. and i was like nate it's so dumb that we're not together let's just be together this is like, this is so stupid. What are we doing? He was like, great. <laughs> he was like, so I agree. Correct. <laughs> and so, yeah, like shortly after that, I mean, I was a mess. So I had like a whole fling before we got together. He went yeah, to Prague. I was like, do you, I'm gonna do me. When you come back, we're, it's on. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was so wild, though, because you had, like, never mentioned him before. And I was like, you just casually have this best friend who you're, like, you've been in love with for, like, years. And you just well, now are bringing it up. <laughs> the tea, Haley, is that we actually had a massive falling out freshman year of college. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah. then that explains why you didn't bring him up before. Wait, what? Yeah. So what happened? What happened? We need to know. We need to know the deeds. Well, basically, y'all remember Kevin? Yes. He's someone that I dated uh, freshman year. We broke up at some point in freshman year, and I was home, and Nate was home because we grew up in the same town, Mm -hmm. and some events occurred, and he shot his shot and was like, I have feelings for you. And I was like, I have feelings for you, too. Always have. Love you. You're the best. Uh, and then that was like three days after Kevin and I had broke up. So that breakup was so oh, fresh. Wow. Oh, yeah, fresh. fresh. So then after that conversation, I was like, I have regrets. I'm not ready to date you. Like, I am still heartbroken. I can't oh. do it. So I was like, I'm sorry. I can't do it. Da-da-da-da. He was like, fine, whatever. And then, because I'm a very bad girl, oh, no, <laughs> I slept Emily. with someone else like a day later. Like another one of our mutual friends. Oh. Bad girl. I'm a bad girl. <laughs> you since learned. You were young. Lesson. Anyway, so I did a not cool thing. I feel like also the guy in question kind of manipulated me because I was going through a hard time. Yeah, and I was definitely. Like, I'm not feeling it. And he was like, no, let's do it. And I was like, fine. I just don't even care. Men are trash. Um, <clears throat> yep. So yeah, so it was not a great situation. And when I told Nate this, he was rightfully like very mad at me. Mm. He was like, cool, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> so we yeah. didn't talk. We didn't talk after that for like 
a while. Like how long? Like a year? Two years? It was over a year, I think. Maybe. Wow. That is a long time. Wow. And then we kind of mended our friendship and continued on. And we got married in 2019. Yeah, so obviously it worked out. Um, (laughs) It's all fine. But that's why you didn't hear about him because we weren't really talking because I was a bad girl. (laughs) (laughs) When you sing it, it makes it sound better. It makes it sound like it wasn't that bad. It does. It does. It does. When you were in high school, did you have a crush on him? Like, did you like him? Did he like you? Because I'm always so interested because... I am very bad at men, (laughs) as many people know. And I'm not very, like, I don't understand dynamics between straight women and straight men. Or, like, men that are interested Mm. in women and women that are interested Mm -hmm. in men being friends. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. So what was that dynamic like? That's a really good question. And I also, I used to say, like, oh, you can't have, like, straight men and straight women, like, be in deep friendships together without it becoming romantic. Now I think how very Billy Crystal of you. Yeah, that's like bullshit. That's some outdated shit. And yeah. besides, I also like women, so am I not supposed to be friends with anyone? Mm. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. What you can't be friends with people? That's fucked <laughs> right. up. So I think that's not really true. Obviously, yeah, like, yeah. you can have a deep relationship with anyone of any gender. That doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be romantic. And also, I believe in romance. In friendships, mm-hmm. like, I love sending my friends letters. I love mm-hmm. saying I love you to my friends, mm-hmm. giving gifts. Like, totally. Things that yeah, are absolutely. romantic are part mm-hmm. of friendships. Anyway, to answer your question, he didn't like me. I didn't like him in that way. We both, like, dated other people in high school, and we kind of did our own thing. So it wasn't huh. romantic You just had a platonic yeah. love bond. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yes. A platonic love bond, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Our parents would be like, oh, they're going to get married. Like, and my mom would say that. That's so funny. I know. His mom would say it. My mom would say it. And we were like, okay, that's dumb. Right. You were like, ew, no. (laughs) I don't like him like that. Ew, cooties, gross. Whatever, like, ooh, cooties. I was like, he's good looking, like... Sure, but we're just he not was good like looking that. in high school. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like men in high school don't look good, like wow, in general. Hey, roast him. Well, I was also okay. in high school. I mean, he's very good looking, but I'm just surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a swimmer. Ew, Nate was good looking in high school. Ew, that came out so wrong. Ew, how could that be? <laughs> school this is just a fact i'm just pretty confident that that's I mean, a fact but yeah. like you're also in high school like you know right, you're so ugly too that's true puberty's not kind to anyone no one's safe no yeah. let's just so, put it that way i was into it i was like yeah he's handsome but he had a girlfriend i always had boyfriends so it was just yeah. never like a thing and then honestly like and the crazy thing and this is coming back to the question about like platonic friendships versus romance is like mm. I've had my fair share of like just pure like sexual attraction mm-hmm. <laughs> like just like oh let's like do this right just <laughs> lust yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the difference between like that and friendship and romantic partnership is like you have to choose to opt in and be like, mm. we can make this beautiful life together and we mm. share values with each other. 
and you're hot, so that's a plus. So and also, we can I want to bang you, so right? let's so, fucking go. Uh, that's covered. <laughs> and we're willing to like work on how we want to be with each other and really invest. Right. And like to me, that was what became clear. I was like, oh, mm. it doesn't have to go like. I want you first. Mm -hmm. It can actually go like, I just love and respect you and feel like we match in all these ways. And I can figure out how to have sex with you. Like, (laughs) that's not a problem. I guess I'll have sex with you. (laughs) That's great. If I have to. (laughs) That's not an issue. (laughs) But Haley, you're married. I mean, you know that like your marriage, it's obviously beyond sex. It's beyond just like, I like you. It's so much more about like how we're going to live our lives together and what we're building together. So, Well, that's why I always feel like, you know, when people are like, when you know, you know, I do really feel like when I was younger, like there were many times when I thought I knew, right? Like, and I think a lot of people go through that where they're like, yeah, yeah, that's, this is it. This sounds, this feels good. Like this is fine. Every man I've ever seen, I'm like, (laughs) you're like, oh my God, amazing. I found my husband. (laughs) You're my soulmate. Let's fucking go. And then they don't even like look at me. So they're like, who are you? (laughs) Over very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. But I do think that it, you know, obviously there has to be some initial interest, right? You have to yeah. think that the person's, like, interesting enough to at least keep around right. to get to know on some yeah. level. But once you get to know them, if you're still like, okay, I'm in, I want to kind of know more, I think maybe we could see this expanding into those other areas of, like, more romance and, like, sexual right. chemistry and all that stuff. You really do. It is a choice. Like, you're, it's a conscious yeah. choice to be like... Yeah, okay. I want to try that too and see how that works. Yeah. And then if it works, you're good. You're and great, if it doesn't work, right. you got to get out. <laughs> One thing I do remember from college is Haley, you saying, This guy, Steven, I'm obsessed with him. And you guys weren't together yet. <laughs> so what happened that you went from, I wasn't sure to, I'm obsessed with him? <laughs> It was probably one, it was probably 24 fucking hours. Oh my god, I'm being dragged. Out. I don't know about that. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? We don't know. Okay, listen. Well, actually, one of the things I was going to say was, Emily, when you were like, well, fun fact, we had a huge falling out freshman year, I was actually, I forgot, I was going to make a comment and be like, I wonder if falling outs are, like, indicative of strong relationships, because Stephen and I also had a falling out at the beginning of our quasi-relationship. I mean, we weren't even, like, dating or anything. All we had done was, like, hooked up once and that was it. But, like, we had tried to date and... It was, like, kind of a thing, like, the first summer that we met, but not really a thing, because then I was like, I'm going back to college. I want to be a free agent. Like, I want to hook up with boys. I don't know (laughs) what I thought was going to be different my sophomore year from my freshman year, where I was Mm. fully just barren the whole time. But I really had convinced myself that I... think you're using the word barren correctly. (laughs) Just honestly... I mean, I went from, like, literally, it was goose egg freshman year, and I was, like, somehow had convinced myself sophomore year was the year I was going to turn it around, and I was going to be a hot piece, and everybody was going to want some. Let's fucking go. I was like, I know where everything on campus is now. (laughs) 
exactly, exactly. Sorry, um, mom. Clearly, that did not fucking happen. But yeah, I had convinced myself that that was what was going to happen. So I was like, we can't be together. Like I, you know, I need my freedom, and. That was, like, all well and good and fine, but then we did have a huge falling out because we got in this huge argument um, during winter break, and I think it was, like, two or three months or something where we just, like, didn't talk at all, and then we didn't, like, reconnect and decide to actually do it and make it happen <laughs> do it. until... Do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> in every That's sense of the term. the stallion noises so far <laughs> in this episode. I have had a thought recently that is relevant to this conversation. Okay, great. I think that you're correct that every strong relationship has to have fights mm. to become stronger. A test. And, and that's not just romantic relationships, it's yeah. friendships too. Like, every fight that I've ever had with friends, with, I think with like a good solid relationship, obviously, it's different with like sometimes some fights are not good, mm. but, and maybe end the friendship, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I think a lot of times if you have a solid foundation with somebody, if you get into some sort of argument and you can have a conversation about it and be vulnerable and like be open about it, then you understand where that person was coming from and you understand them even more and then your relationship becomes stronger. Yeah. Like that has happened every single time I've had a fight with or mm-hmm. my best friend who lives in Austin. Oh, I heard the pod. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like every time we've gotten into a fight, I feel like we just understand each other more and we are like we adapt yeah. in our friendship yeah. you know and I think that's what happens with any strong relationship yeah. you just get stronger with an argument not to say you should fight about and like right. stupid shit but it just makes you understand that person even better yeah I don't think it's like a requirement to have a no it's definitely not a requirement of, yeah. like, but I do think it shows like with Steven and Nate like they had a boundary they set the boundary so it like shows that they said, trust you, you. and <laughs> No, he said fuck you to me, and he can talk to me. That's true. And so it shows that he at least trusted me enough to be like, I'm going to set this boundary, and hopefully, like, it'll be okay at some point in the future. Mm, Um, Like, he never was like, we're not friends anymore. He just kind of took a break from talking to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. But to your point, Jen, I do think, like, being able to have vulnerability and conflict, Mm -hmm. like, shows that you care about each other enough to not just be Mm -hmm. like... I'll just talk shit behind your back instead of addressing Mm -hmm. this. Right. (laughs) Or just to let it die and be like, okay, I guess we're not friends anymore. And harbor that, like, resentment, anger. Yeah. You know? Big time. I also think when you have moments like that where you get really upset with each other, it also is, like, a way for them to understand a part of you that you don't like either. Like, Mm -hmm. that, like, darkness that you don't want people to be aware of. Oh! Okay, it's like that today, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's true. But but it's true. true. Because every time I've gotten upset with Steven about something, like, I hate the way that it makes me feel to be upset or, like, my anger or any of that, like, my reactions to those things. And the fact that he's willing to be, like, yeah, it's pretty awful that you are that way, but I still love you. Like... (laughs) It's a great, it's a great way. It's pretty awful that you have emotions, Haley, but I love you anyway. Stick around. But it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone has feelings. I mean, that's great. And I like what you said about like, when you're really upset, it gives you the chance to think and be like, 
why is this making me so upset? And you can Mm -hmm. learn about yourself. And when you get to the truth of like, it's usually comes from some type of type of fear or anxiety. And when you can name that and then share that with someone, that's like so powerful to be like, okay, I was mad at you. It was because of like this reason that's very deep and personal. And then you're Mm -hmm. like so much closer. Right. So that literally just happened when I was visiting or in Austin uh, last weekend. I like got mad at her when I also I was like really drunk. It was <laughs> mistakes were made. I drank too much alcohol and didn't eat enough food. Bad girl. But I like. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be like a sting that we can play whenever we. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write that for Honestly, you guys. I'm gonna Perfect. Yeah, please do. Thank you. Um, I like got mad at her for whatever reason. And I like couldn't really put it into words why I was mad and like frustrated. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to talk to my therapist about this on Monday. And she was like, Yeah, let me know like what comes out of it. And she called me after therapy on Monday and she was like, So <laughs> did you figure it out? And I was I was able to like explain to her my feelings and my vulnerabilities Aww. and it I think it made our friendship even stronger, yeah. which is beautiful. So Dude, but I started going to acupuncture a few weeks ago and I went to her one week when I had a really horrible day because I got really mad at my sister and I was telling her about it and how I like hate that feeling of anger. Like it makes me feel icky. And she said the thing that she tells herself is that anger is a benevolent emotion. I and fuck it, with that. Right? Like, she was like, it's only present when you're, it's trying to protect you because it feels like there's an injustice happening. So, really, anger is a good thing. Like, it's it's the thing inside of you that is like, you need to stand up for yourself. This isn't okay. Mm-hmm. And why is it not okay, you know, for whatever the value it, you have that is being compromised or attacked by whatever's right. going on in the situation. So she was like, anger is not a bad thing. Like, a lot of people feel like anger yeah. is very bad and negative, but actually it's there to protect you. It's there to yeah. serve right. you and keep you safe. And yeah. you need to remember that and then you'll feel less bad. My therapist said... Something that I like stuck with me that's like that, which is that anger is the emotion of action. Like when you feel mm. anger, that's what leads you to like do something. Mm. And so it's something that we should kind huh. of like bow down to and respect. Yeah. And it's true. Like if you're mad, you have to do something about it and right. that's to protect you. Or like big picture, like people get mad and they do social activist stuff like it's all the same mm-hmm. it's driving you yeah. to right action so action I thought that's and change cool. yes exactly yeah, yeah. Huh. so anger is important it's that's icky, beautiful but it's important <laughs> emily would you like to read the question yeah as our special guest <laughs> yes i want to read the question <laughs> now Okay, this question comes from my little sister. (laughs) Hell yeah. Okay, what do you do when you start liking a friend, especially a best friend? Mm-hmm. We've got like some uh, lightning round style questions. Yeah. She's sending Wait, four says, quick ones. We can assume she means like like liking. Yes, she yes. does. Okay. You like like, you like, them? like them? Oh my god. Yeah. Capital L, capital do L. Do the kids still say that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't ask her. <laughs> do the kids still say like like? <laughs> Honestly, oh, man, I mean. I am the queen of that. Yeah. I am the queen of that. What's your answer? Same. I think we all are. Oh, God. You're fucked. That's I my mean, answer. Yeah. <laughs> There's no answer, kids. 
Honestly. Alexa played totally fucked from Spring Awakening. Oh my god. <laughs> Genuinely. No, don't play it. Oh my god, Jen. No, stop playing. Alexa. Oh, she's doing stop. it. She's doing it. Jen always I, I do that this. every fucking time we record. I, it's like I'm trying to be like hip with my slang, but it. then like my Alexa actually picks up on yeah. it. It's annoying. Your Alexa isn't hip to the slang. Yeah, man. Honestly, it's so messy. Correct. It's I mean, the amount of times I had crushes on all of my... I had crushes on every single one of my guy friends yeah. in high school. Yeah. They yeah. all are gay now. <laughs> every single one? <laughs> Except for, like, a few of them, but most of them are gay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so my type is gay man. Love it. I, was I mean, honestly, yeah. they're the best, so I get it. It's true. But what have it's you true. done in the past? Do you tell them? No. Yeah, you just I do. don't tell them? Mm-hmm. You just harbor that inside of you. Yeah. What do you do about it? Do you like write letters? She just suffers. Yes, I love you. Whatever. It's all the boys I love before. Yeah, that's pretty much me. Um, mm-hmm. just out here looking my Peter, looking for my Peter Kavinsky. Mm. Yeah, I just have never, I've never been one to just be like, "Hello, I like you." I've always been like trying to figure out if they like me, mm. and then just like hoping never figuring it out and i'm also like very unaware if a man is interested in me like i just never fucking know (laughs) so it's really a recipe for disaster honestly because i a don't tell them and b don't know if they like me back so it's like i'm waiting for them but i never get it because i never know sounds awful so you never once ever have told them probably like indirectly i've told people like like, you told someone else to tell them Yes. Oh, that's cool. I, I was the queen, like in middle school and high school, the queen of being like, hey, like, you should ask Shane if he likes me. <laughs> and then, like, they would, they would, you know? And then Shane would and be then, like, I don't know. And then Shane would be like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And that's the story of Jen. <laughs> that's, that's it. That sounds. Horrific. What about you guys? Are you more healthy? <laughs> Are you doing a little better healthy things than that? I would always say, like, you just tell someone. That's my yeah. approach. Always. Like, what's the worst thing that happens? They don't like me back? Okay, who cares? And then you move the fuck on. Exactly. <laughs> I know, but my fear is always like, what if I ruin the friendship? Well, yes. So that what? Is... <laughs> I think... Listen, I feel like I'm a healthy balance between the two of you, like, based on these responses. My question to you, Jen, is, like, how healthy and enjoyable is the friendship really if you are holding in these feelings and that you can't say and that they don't know about? I mean, like, how good is that? How fun is that for you? I would say probably not Not that fun. fun. Yeah. It's not super fun, I'll be honest. And it's it's very anxiety-inducing also, to be honest. Absolutely. Well, I feel like for me, I, I... Okay, so here's the thing. I love a crush. A crush is so fun. Love a crush. It makes you feel fun and flirty. It makes you want to get dressed up. You do your hair. You do your makeup. You're like, Mm. I care Mm. about Mm. what this boy thinks of me. I want to look cute. Yes. We love a crush. A crush? A good crush gets me up in the morning. Oh, absolutely. I would never have gone to school if I didn't have a crush in every single class, like, set up, ready to go. Or... in the morning. <laughs> I put on my Manolos and walk out the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. I, 
But I do think that, like, for me, it was, I did have that moment of, like, if it was my best fucking friend, which often it was, obviously, they're my best friend. Like, of course, I think they're amazing. Of course, I want to jump their bones. Like, obviously, I would have that dilemma of, like, I don't want to lose this friend that I love so much and I care about as a friend because I tell them that I like them as more than a friend and it it's too weird for them to continue being friends with me. And for me, usually what I would do is I would weigh exactly what you said, Emily, like, is my friendship with this person sustainable if I continue to feel this way? Or is it going to just wear on me more and more over time? And if it was going to wear on me, which seemed to happen pretty often because I ended up telling a lot of boys that I liked them. (laughs) I would tell them because I was like, you know, at some point, like, I just can't continue living this life where I'm, like, wistfully watching you from across the cafeteria table every day. I can't keep living this life. Like, literally, like, I just wish you would wake up. There were boys, oh my god, you guys, it's honestly shameful. There were boys who I was friends with for so many years. We spent so much time Time together, like on the phone every night, all night. Like we Girl, would, what? I would go over to their house after school and just hang out, like just the two of us all the time. Like th- there were people who I literally had people in my school come up to me and be like, "I thought you two were dating because we spent so much time you together." Had multiple people like that. Yes. How? And I told them that I liked them. I mean, honestly, I loved them. I was, like, obsessed with them. <laughs> yeah, of course. And Naturally. inevitably... I don't think the word like is in Haley's That's very true. I don't... <laughs> I'm a very all-or-nothing kind of girl. Um, yes. But inevitably, they would always... I'm not always. There was one boy who liked me back, and I ended up dating him, and he was the worst. But I... Right. Every other one was always like, I just don't like you that way or I don't think I want to date anyone right now which was always a fucking lie because they would always end up dating one of my friends like literally weeks later (sighs) and I mean I assumed at the time that it was just because I was like ugly or something and like (laughs) nobody liked me or maybe I was just like really I don't know those boys are dumb I mean that's (laughs) what I would say now facts are facts yeah especially because again we spent so much time together like it's kind of fucked up like like what did you think was happening here i don't know yeah i'm still mad about it (laughs) like hearing these two like gens like i just never tell them i just like you know write in Mm -hmm. my journal and hope Mm -hmm. and then Haley, you're kind of like i would tell them but i would weigh it out i am just i'm just an intense person i Mm. i would just be like hey i like you and if they don't i would be hurt by that and then i would move on like yeah. I'm not going to invest the same way in that relationship. And if it's to the point where I like them or love them so much that I can't like be friends with them anymore, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've had my share wow. of telling people I'm interested and they like me back. And I've had my share of also being rejected and yeah. it sucks, but it's <laughs> like, you just got to put it all out there, man. Like yeah. Jen, just put it out there. <laughs> put it out there. Just one time. Try it. Try it. I just don't know. I really believe that, like, life is too short to wait 
for shit to happen. Yeah. Like, I really do believe that, especially now. When I was younger, I feel like I thought that, but Alexa, I didn't play really wait know. for it from Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, play my shot from Hamilton. Um, but no, but really, it's like, you kind of, you gotta just do it because you can't wait for forever. Like, you have to, you yeah. gotta make a move at some point. I mean, here's the thing. You're not wrong. <laughs> She's like, stop attacking me. Right. I She's get like, it. But you're I just correct, can't. but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you're right. I'm just not going to change. <laughs> I know you're right, but I can't change. Fair. Fair point. I can't. I cannot. I get that. I get that. So, okay. I guess the official advice depends who you ask, but what do you do when you like your best friend? I say, tell them. Do it. Trust also because I've told people I'm very close with, I like them, and they're like, that's awkward. And it's awkward for a bit, but then you can still be best friends. Like, yeah, it mm-hmm. takes some time. There's like a weird reconciliation that happens, but it'll come back together. You'll get over them. Yeah. You'll move on. I have friends like this to this day that I was like, I'm in love with you. They were like, that's cool. I'm not in love with you. And <laughs> we're still friends. <laughs> yeah. So I, my advice is tell them. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't tell them, you're going to suffer. If you tell them, maybe you'll suffer. But, like, for a brief period of time. And also, maybe you won't. Maybe they love you, too. Maybe you're going to get married. Like, just fucking do it. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, here's the thing. Jen feels attacked. (laughs) Here's the thing. I agree with what you're saying. But I'm just not going to take your advice ever. Okay, also she said, I asked her, do you guys still say like-like when it means romantic attraction? For the listeners, this is my little sister. She's 15. She said, (laughs) I mean, not really, question mark. Then how do they differentiate? (laughs) She's okay. She says more. Saying, quote, I like this person, end quote. Nowadays, people usually know what you mean, but occasionally it's, quote, I think I have a crush on this person. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay, okay. Helpful, helpful, helpful. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Hmm. Um, Her other questions were, how do you deal or grieve when friends leave you or break off of you? You don't. Dude, you don't fucking deal. It sucks. You don't. (laughs) All my answers are so sad, but... (laughs) You don't. Well, no, that's not true. You you adjust. I mean, like, it takes a while. Yeah. With, as with any breakup, romantic, yeah. platonic, etc., it takes a while to get over it, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's it just takes time to, like, adjust and be okay with it and be like, yeah, maybe that it just wasn't right. It just didn't make sense and it just didn't work for us. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's just, like, what it is. Like, you always have to believe that it's for the best, but... Right. Yeah. And usually it is. I would say I had a friend break up with me one time because I was a bad girl. Um, (laughs) It wasn't. Bad girl. So, yeah. And she was like, we just can't be friends. I, like, did something kind of fucked up. It's fine. We don't have to go into Mm -hmm. it. And so I would say, like, if the friend breaks up with you because of something that you did that was wrong... The instinct or impulse is to want to, like, try to find a way to fix it. But I think, like, if they're Mm -hmm. really serious and they're really, like, done with you, you have to allow yourself to grieve. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You have to respect their decision. Like, that can be your last act of respect and your last act of your apology is to just accept what they've said. And I think yeah. it can be a great opportunity to reflect on mm-hmm. your choices and reflect yeah. on how you cannot make those choices or make different choices going forward. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's sad that the friendship is over and you have to grieve and you have to look at it in some ways as a gift because this person mm-hmm. is holding you accountable. And now yeah. you can be like, okay, here's the things that led me to do this. And here's how I can make sure this never happens again. And I think that's how you can honor the friendship. So if it's that, I, I think that's how you do it. But if you, if it just doesn't work out, if a friend just ghosts you and there's like that mm-hmm. elements of confusion, mm, I feel yeah. like you have to kind of get more creative with your grief, like write about it, talk about Mm. it. Like, yeah, because I feel like when that happens, you almost want closure. Yeah. You're like, what happened here? And you sometimes want closure, but you won't get it. You're just not going to get it. You're not going to get it. And that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with not getting closure. Well, also to be honest, closure is like a myth. Like you don't overrated. even when you do quote unquote get closure, like you know exactly what happened, yeah. you understand the whole situation, you don't feel better. Like it still sucks. Right. So I think yeah. a lot of people feel like closure is going to like absolve you of having the emotions and it really mm, will yeah. not. It's it's, not. You still have to work through yeah. it the same way anybody yeah. else would. So right. maybe That's it'll go right. faster, but I do think like if you can get closure in some way, like can we just have one conversation so I can know what happened? Like, if you're left not knowing what you did or what happened, I actually do think that those conversations can be really healing and can kind of give you the place to be like, okay, yeah, I have to move on. But maybe that conversation happens like two or three years later when you right. both have the space and you can get it. So I think, you know, it's going to be sad either way. But if you can get it and you think you need it, it's helped me in the past, but don't, I don't think, mm. don't expect it right away. <laughs> mm. Well, and I also have tried to get closure before and it's, it has not done anything for so, me. Yeah. Like it hasn't given me any peace of mind or any like help. Yeah. Um, so I don't, so I think sometimes like if it's really that hard to get the closure, it might not even be worth yeah, it. You know what I mean? That's a good point. So it's like, if you want, if it's easy enough for you to get the closure, then try it. But I think it's like a little bit of a risk. Oh, like, sure. especially if you, if you like revisit it two or three years later, it might just like kind of bring up old wounds yeah. or like make mm-hmm. you hurt again. Yeah. So it might not be worth it in that, in that that's sense. That's a really yeah. good point. That is true. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, like, overall, like, grieving the loss of a friend, like, it's the same as any other grieving process. Like, you have to talk about it, decide what's right, closure versus not, like, talk to Mm -hmm. them versus not, do the Mm -hmm. reflection, think about what you liked about the friendship so that you can kind of accept it and move on, like... I guess the advice is just gear up because this shit's going to suck. <laughs> I think literally. Well, and also, actually, <laughs> this shit's going to suck title of this episode. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I think, too, though, Emily, what you just said about, like, the process and, like, working through the process also reminds me, if you're the kind of person, which obviously we are, but, like, 
a lot of people are too, the people who like want to talk through stuff. If you mm-hmm. can't talk to the person who it happened mm-hmm. with, or if you don't want to, or if that's difficult or traumatizing, whatever, you can talk to the other people in your life about mm-hmm. it. And that yes. helps a yes. lot. That's, that's very helpful. me so much with my friendships mm-hmm. that like Same. were shitty and didn't work out for whatever reason, mm-hmm. because having someone else who can be like a third party that can give you that reassurance that you didn't do anything wrong or or you did do something wrong but like it's okay that this is what happened like it's what was supposed to happen Mm -hmm. that helps me so much to just kind of come to terms a little bit more with what's happened yes absolutely so talk to people about it because also I like that I feel like everybody has experienced something like that like everybody's had Mm -hmm. a relationship of some sort that fell apart for a reason that they didn't like and Mm -hmm. they can offer their perspective or they can just make you feel a little bit better by having a situation that was far worse who knows (laughs) right but i think that's really important to be open and share it a little bit as well when you can yeah Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. one other tip I might add that's, like, related to that is if you can't talk to the person, it's helped me in the past to, like, write letters that you aren't going to send so that you can kind of get that out there. Get your thoughts Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, like, so that at least it's not just, like, stuck inside, like, trapped. So maybe do that, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I've done that for friendships even when I'm trying to, like, salvage them, too. I would write letters being, like to try and explain what happened and why I was so sorry and how I felt so awful about it too. And that was Or like if they, I feel like I've done that in cases where I've been upset with my friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I write them a letter to like get my anger and get my feelings out. And then I can go to them and talk to them about it in like a more calm way. Yes. Yes. Definitely. You know, that's definitely helped me too. Love it. We're geniuses. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Basically. Um, and then the last one, Haley, do you want to Yeah, um, our last question. How to help support friends when they're struggling and make them feel more comfortable? I feel mm. like y'all have done a really good job talking about this in the past as well. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's so nice. There was an episode. I think it was the Emma episode where it was like the best tip. I loved it. It was like, ask them what they need like ask them do you want my mm-hmm. advice do you just want me to listen to you yeah like give yes. them some choices <laughs> yeah yes uh, absolutely yeah i love that advice i was like that's so yeah, smart i think <laughs> i think giving choices is helpful because i think sometimes like when i'm struggling and i don't know what i need and someone's like what do you need from me i can't necessarily verbalize what mm-hmm. i need or what i want but if someone's like do you want me to listen to you do you want me to like send you cookies do you want me to Whatever, like, do you want to talk about it or not talk about it? Right, like, I think giving options is the most important part because then maybe they'll be like, "Oh, yes, that one gets me kind of like making the idea of that makes me feel a little bit better." So let's try that, you know. Versus just being like, "What do you need from me?" And then you're kind of like, "I don't know." Yeah, (laughs) almost putting a little bit more. Yeah, you're almost putting a little bit more pressure on them. Yeah, Yeah. which like, if someone's struggling, they don't necessarily want to deal with Mm -hmm. you, right? Also, not knowing how to deal with right. it. Like, let me come up with something to tell you. However, the related advice, which is something I've adopted into my own life, but if anyone is ever like, what can I do to help? I always, like, try to find something for them to do. Oh. <laughs> like, okay. no you never what. say, like, nothing is fine. 
Like sometimes if there's truly nothing they can do, but I'm just yeah. always like, what a gift that someone is like, I'm going to help you out. Mm. I should come up right. with something. Like certainly there's something that they can do to help me. So I'll yeah. like take a second and be like, oh, you know what? You can do this. And that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think. Interesting. Yeah. So That's if smart. you can, this is sort of like from the other perspective. Like yeah. if someone's like, what can I do to help? Like, A, it kind of sucks in certain situations. Like, if someone has just died and someone's like, what can I do to help? It's like, help yourself to bring me some food and don't ask me any questions. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in most right. situations, like, what can I do to help? Like, give them something. Give them a little task. Yeah. You'll be happy mm-hmm. and they'll be happy that they helped you out. <laughs> That's it. That's right. very That's smart. That's true, actually. I also did hear one time that people feel more connected to you or they they feel like a stronger bond with you when they help you mm, in some way. That makes sense. Because they, in their mind, they're like, oh, this person means something to me because I'm willing to help them. And then it like right. helps create a strong bond. Mm. I buy that. Yeah. And it takes vulnerability yeah. to even ask for help. So you would right. feel closer because you're like, oh, they trust me enough to ask me to do something. Right. So yeah, yeah. Right. I totally buy that. That's smart. Yeah. But I do think sometimes it's really hard because I've been in situations where I've been like not even know what to do with myself. And then like I'll be really like I had a fun breakdown a few weeks ago Uh and people were like, what can I do? And I literally was like, I I don't know. I can't be in charge of making you feel better for me feeling shitty. Mm -hmm. So I am just not going to respond to this text message because I don't know how to respond. So I think there are definitely situations where asking what can I do to help is not necessarily helpful, but it's not that I didn't appreciate them asking because I can, I'm able to look like in the moment I was too stressed to like, respond but now looking back on it I'm like I know that all they wanted to do was help and so even if it's not in the moment something that they can do looking back on it I'm like that was nice of them to like offer to do whatever I wanted them to do for me this is like making me think like I've never done this before but I'm like maybe I will like in some really deep shit situations like I just had a mental breakdown or someone died Mm -hmm. or I've gone through a tragedy and you don't really have the capacity to tell people what to do or, like, try to make them feel better, mm. but they want to help, like, I think maybe just as friends, we need to normalize, like, planning ahead for those things, like, being like, mm. hey, sometimes I have a mental breakdown, and if that ever happens, here's, like, five things you can do for me oh. that I, you don't have to ask me, like, just do it. Right. Or like, right. hey, if I'm going through a death, it's because we're all going to go through these things. Like, it's a yeah. fucking guarantee. Right. If someone in my life has died, like, here's five things you can do. Don't ask me. Just right. do them. Like, because like we have a lot of times where we have the capacity to think it through, but we don't right. really take the time to talk about like, how would you ideally want me to support you if things got bad? Mm. Um, yeah. So I think maybe like. In general, we just need to have more prep conversations with our friends, like our close friends, to be like, yeah. what can I do for you if you are really going through something so I don't have to ask you, but I'm also not, like, imposing on you? Wow. This is really... Wow. This is hitting my brain <laughs> in so many ways. 
I, because, okay, this is just wild because I feel like everything that both of you have just said is something that I've been thinking about, like, just this past week because I'm, like, getting ready for my back surgery, which I'm, like, really fucking afraid of. And I... What I had do for you, Haley. Well, but week. that's the thing. Well, first of all, Emily, you already asked me how you could help me when I told you about it the other day, and and I remember I said something like, "Honestly, just knowing that you're like there and that you care about me is more than enough," which is still true. Um, but it, I, now I'm like, huh? Maybe like I'm hearing what you're saying about like you should ask people for help when you need help. I'm like, oh man, maybe I should do more of that because then also my friend Robin, when I told her about what was happening, the first thing she said was, "How can I check in with you? Do you think you want me to check in like before the surgery? Do you want me to wait till after? Do you want to call? Mm-hmm. Do you want to text? Like, what do you think will make the most sense for you?" And I told her, I think texting me afterwards would be great, but also I feel like I should warn mm-hmm. you. I'm planning on sleeping as much as possible for the three days after it happens. So, like, if I don't answer, know that I still care. I'm just, like, not able to chat at that time. Okay, we answered the questions perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10. 10, 100. 100. We did such a good job. 100. 100. Um, beautiful. Well, I think, I mean, I feel like we covered everything. We covered so much, honestly. We covered a lot. We covered a lot. I came across really bad in this podcast, so I just want to... Only because you just kept saying I was a bad girl. Bad girl. (laughs) I just want to tell everyone I've gone to a lot of therapy. I'm very responsible in my friendships now. I take my relationships. Disclaimer at the end. (laughs) Put this right at the beginning. Just be like, it's a disclaimer from Emily. She's not a bad person. Person, I promise. <laughs> I just made some mistakes, you know, but I'm I'm better now. As have we all. Listen, yeah, a wise woman learn. once said 15 years ago, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, everybody has, has those, those days. days. Everybody what, knows what, what I'm, talking, what I'm about. talking about. Everybody gets that way. Exactly. I don't know what yeah. that is referencing. <laughs> <laughs> we literally wait, said this entire wait. thing on this podcast before, I think twice. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Are you is kidding? Like Camp Rock or something? Wait. Close? <laughs> Close. Uh, I'm so Miley upset. Miley Cyrus? Closer. Is it Hannah Montana? Yeah. Yes. Closer. There she is. There she is. Counts. I mean, they're one and the same, so. How dare you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jen is offended. All right. All right. Fine. That's, a, that's an argument for a different podcast. Don't get me fucking started. Um, next episode. Next episode. So, Emily, is there anything that you would like to plug before we wrap that, like, where can our people find you if they (laughs) were like, we like this bad bitch? How can we get more information? So, please go to tinyletter.com slash Emily Rooker, my name, and join my newsletter. It's so good. I love your newsletter. (laughs) Yeah, it's 10 out of 10. I mean, I'm biased, but I love it very much. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me very happy. I send them every Friday. Um, It's how I'm keeping people updated about my music and my life, and it's my little protest of social media, so please join it. Um, I post information about live streams there. I'm a musician, so come catch me on my live streams, and stay tuned for my album, (laughs) The Long Goodbye, which is coming later this year. (laughs) So excited. Oh, my God. 
You can also check out Emily's older music. She's on Spotify. Yes, and on it's Spotify. fucking fire. And Apple Music. Oh, she's yeah. On, she's music. on everything. She's, she's on, on all the platforms. platforms. Whatever. She's yeah. on everything. You can get it anywhere. Check it out. Yeah, we'll yeah. also, we'll put good. the link to her newsletter in the description yes, of yes, this yes, podcast yes. episode as well. Yes. Yay. And in my newsletter, all my social media links are there. I'm also a pole dancer. So Hell if you yeah, want to see is. a plus mm-hmm. size girl get half naked on the internet, please join my pole dancing Instagram. <laughs> Who does not want to see that? I'll honestly. see you there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yep. Great. <laughs> I Did you forget your part? <laughs> was going to say something else, but I don't know what. It oh, like came no. in my brain and it went. Oh, damn. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like a free OnlyFans. That was the joke I was going to make. Oh. <laughs> good. Good exactly. joke. Good joke. <laughs> exactly. Actually, someone from high school did DM me to be like, I think you'd do very well on OnlyFans. I was you like, 100% would. You would. This is kind of weird that you said this, but also thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to make some money, like, why not? Yeah, you guys should all click on the link in a, in the bio of this episode because it's dope. Yeah. Every Friday brings me a smile. Same. Um, and also, something else that you should do is rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. Do it. Five do stars, it, baby. I'll come find you. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you I'll haven't done it yet, just... we know. Yeah, we literally I'll know. Megan and we're men. <laughs> <laughs> Every day until you oh like and subscribe. Yes. yes. Um, and also, you should send us friend questions if you have them. Mm-hmm. Send them to nofilterfriendship at gmail.com. That is nofilterfriendship at gmail.com. Nofilterfriendship at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns about friendship, mm-hmm. let us know. Hit us up. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. And you probably do, because who doesn't? Um, Correct. You can also find us on social media, if that's more your jam. Mm-hmm. We are on Instagram and and Twitter at No Filter Friends with a Z at the end. And we post lots of exclusive content. We post sneak peeks. We post behind the scenes kind of stuff, throwbacks. It's a good time, okay? It's just fun, goddammit. Now follow us. Follow us. Send us a DM. Tell us you love us. Words of affirmation are Jen's love language. <laughs> she needs it. She'll nice. die without them, okay? <laughs> So please. This is going off the rails. You know that quote that's like, I, I identify with Tinkerwell because I'll die if I don't yep. get attention. That's me yes. with attention and also words of affirmation. So Correct. Love it. Correct. If you don't want me to die, yeah. tell me you love tell me. Tell me that I'm funny. Tell me you love and that me. You like my exactly. advice. And I love you and I like your advice, Jen. Thank you. Okay, I'll live another day. day. I'll live another day. day. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Um. Thank you so much, Emily, for being here. Thanks, Emily. Even though you had a chaotic as fuck day, this was a very bright spot in the day, and I'm so happy you guys had me on. I feel like a celebrity. You I are. listen to the pod. I love the pod. Yeah, you are. I'm so happy that you had me on, and bring me back. You know, in a few months. Absolutely. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we'll uh, talk to y'all next week. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.
Bye-bye.